Welcome to the Beyond the Pearls podcast, based on the Morning Report series from Elsevier. This podcast has been adapted for audio in collaboration with series editor Dr. Raj Dasgupta, as well as the volume editor for each book. Each episode features an in-depth case dissection format and aims to deliver practical, concise, and easy-to-digest information. And now, here's today's episode. Hi everyone, this is Randall Chan. Welcome to the Beyond the Pearls podcast. Today, I'll be reading Case 8 from Pediatric Morning Report. Um, This is a 24-month-old boy with loss of speech. So, the case starts, this is a 24-month-old boy seen for a routine well child care visit. At 18 months of age, his parents had concerns about language development as he had had an expressive vocabulary of five words, inconsistent response to his name, and infrequent use of gestures. They consider him to be independent and somewhat aloof by nature. A developmental screening test had suggested a moderate risk for language development. Four months later, his mother gave birth to a sister. Within days, he stopped speaking altogether. Now, his parents express more concern and ask if this is a possible reaction to his sibling's birth. He shows little interest in others and prefers to occupy himself with electronic media. How do you approach the parents' concerns? The parents' concerns about their child's language development and behavior are examined by developmental surveillance and screening in primary care settings. Developmental surveillance is a clinical assessment that includes addressing the parents' concerns, documenting the developmental history, making observations of behavior, and identifying risk and protective factors. When surveillance suggests concerns about a child's development, Providers should use validated screening tools to examine the concerns further and assess risk for developmental problems. A comprehensive multidisciplinary assessment of the child and referral for intervention services are both indicated if an increased risk is found. Clinical Pearl Evaluation of development is done at each preventative care encounter by developmental surveillance and screening. These activities identify children at risk for developmental problems who need additional assessment. Returning to our case, The child's past medical history is unremarkable. He is a cousin in special education for language problems. Both parents have steady jobs and a reliable social support network. During the interview, the child wanders about the room, ignoring most bids for his attention by the parents in position. Sometimes he looks to his parents, but not in a meaningful way, for example, when hearing another child cry or when approached by the physician. He settles briefly on play with a toy truck, but does not share the experience with either parent, even when they comment on his activity. Occasionally, he flaps his hands for no apparent reason. He is fearful during the physical examination and makes no effort to cooperate. The examination is otherwise unremarkable. How does one interpret this child's story and observed behavior? A variety of biologic and psychosocial influences can affect developmental processes, particularly language development. In this case, a family history of similar language difficulties suggests a hereditary factor. Additionally, The history suggests loss of language as a possible psychological reaction to a sibling's birth. Observation of the child suggests a lack of social interest and unusual motor behavior, in other words, the hand flapping. How does one know if these observations and events should be of concern? One may consider the parent's concerns in terms of emerging motor, cognitive, language, and or social emotional milestones for the child. However, the story highlights more than emerging milestones. The child appears to have problems with the normal emergence of social communication competence. This social competency can be understood from a relationship-based perspective 
by considering the child's behavior in a social context. To make sense of the parent-child interaction, consider child development from the perspective of this relationship, emphasizing its adaptive issues and challenges. Briefly, these challenges are psychological adaptation to life ex utero, birth to three months. Activities such as sleep, waking, and crying undergo physiological organization in relation to circadian rhythms, feeding, and other caregiving activities. Social reciprocity from three to six months. Infants learn to engage in turn-taking exchanges with caregivers where the adult responds contingently to the infant's increased social interest, smiling, changes in emotional states, and vocalizations. Initiative, six to nine months. Increasing control of posture and movement enables clearly intentional behavior, for example, reaching and grasping. This also shifts the infant's focus towards the exploration of objects and provides a context for understanding that experience can be shared also known as joint attention. Attachment, 9 to 12 months. The infant seeks caregiver proximity when under stress and displays fear of strangers and separation. Social referencing, which is looking to the parent's expression when unsure of safety, is seen. The infant uses gaze and pointing to engage the caregiver's attention. Exploration and experimentation, 12 to 18 months. The toddler explores the wider surroundings using trial and error strategies to learn. Nonverbal communication skills predominate given slowly emerging verbal skills. Autonomy and self-awareness, 18 to 30 months. The toddler becomes aware of the self as a separate individual, asserts the self, me, not you, and acquires the capacity for mental representation of experience. Rapid expansion of language, pretend play, and greater social awareness, including sensitivity to rules and behavioral expectations, are seen. Self-control and peer relationships, 30 to 60 months. The preschool child understands and internalizes social expectations for behavior. In other words, guiding and directing one's own behavior. While engaging peers in cooperative exchanges, for example, conversation and play. Continuing advances in language and the ability to think about, represent, and understand the experience of another individual build on earlier nonverbal skills based on joint attention and social referencing. A hallmark of this period is the realization that others have their own thoughts, beliefs, intentions, and desires. This capacity for understanding others' minds is called a theory of mind mechanism. The child's story and observed behavior indicate more than a reaction to a sibling birth or a feature of temperament. He is lacking specific skills such as social referencing, joint attention, and even proximity-seeking behavior to the caregiver. All these signs suggest a lack of expected social communication competence. Clinical Pearl. Observation of parent-child interaction is a recommended clinical assessment at each healthcare encounter. Evaluation of developmental and behavioral concerns requires an understanding of the social context. Observation of the parent-child interaction with an understanding of how the relationship changes as a child matures is critical to this process. Returning to our case... A developmental screening test was repeated along with a screening test for autism spectrum disorders. Both indicate increased risk. The physician refers the child for audiological testing, comprehensive developmental assessment, and early intervention services. How is a developmental diagnosis made? Children considered at risk for developmental and behavioral problems should be referred for a comprehensive clinical assessment of developmental delay or specific developmental disorder by clinicians experienced in the assessment of developmental disabilities. 
The process entails a thorough evaluation of the child across multiple domains of development, for example, cognition, language, communication, adaptive function, social interaction, social communication, and play behavior. Direct observation of the child, parental interview, and the use of standardized diagnostic assessments are employed. Standardized diagnostic assessments for autism spectrum disorder should be employed when the clinical history is suggestive of social communication problems. At the same time, a referral should be made to early intervention services. Clinical parole. Once the possibility of developmental delay is suspected, referral for multidisciplinary diagnostic evaluation and for early intervention services should be made simultaneously. The diagnosis of autism spectrum disorders is made clinically by specialists experienced in developmental disability. Returning to our case, a diagnostic assessment of the child yields a diagnosis. Final diagnosis, autism spectrum disorder. What are the clinical features of autism spectrum disorder? Autism spectrum disorder is a neurodevelopmental disorder whose impairments affect social communication and social interaction with restricted, repetitive patterns of behavior, interests, and activities. Some children will present in the first year with language concerns, but most children present in the second year. About a third present with regression of language after achieving early milestones, similar to the child presented in the vignette, clinical pearl. Language regression in autism spectrum disorder may be incorrectly attributed by caregivers to a stressor such as a hospitalization or the birth of a sibling. Impairments in social communication and social interaction are the primary clinical features of autism spectrum disorder. The impairments are best viewed in terms of their social relevance as noted earlier. For example, in social reciprocity, the capacity for engaging in a turn-taking exchange of visual gaze and vocalization, in joint attention, which is the shared awareness or shared enjoyment, social referencing, using the emotional expression of others for communicative information, and eventually in the development of a theory of mind, the understanding that others are capable of different thoughts, beliefs, and intentions. Impairments in these behaviors impact children's abilities to form social relationships with peers and generally function in relationships effectively. A variety of restricted and repetitive behaviors, interests, and activities complete the autism spectrum disorder profile. These include stereotype behaviors such as the hand-flapping motor mannerisms described earlier, lining up of toys and objects, and or other behaviors such as an insistence on maintaining the same routine. More intense behavior may be seen, and such behavior may be self-injurious. Sensory perception peculiarities have been described to various degrees in children with autism spectrum disorder including preoccupations with various stimuli, objects, or activities. Basic and clinical science pearl. The symptoms of autism spectrum disorder most often become evident in the second year of life. How is the diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder made? What is a differential diagnosis? The diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder is a clinical assessment based on the history, physical examination, and observation of behavior. This determination is guided by the diagnostic criteria of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual 5th edition in the United States. Assessments of severity level are specified for the domains of social communication, social interaction, and repetitive restricted behaviors based on an estimated level of support required to accommodate the impact of the behaviors on the child's functioning. Guidelines are suggested for three levels, which are require support, substantial support, or very substantial support. The differential diagnosis for autism spectrum disorder includes global developmental delay, intellectual disability, other language disorders, learning disability, hearing loss, Landau-Kleffner syndrome, Rett syndrome, 
anxiety disorder, and obsessive compulsive disorder. Additional genetic testing and counseling are indicated to identify hereditary conditions commonly associated with autism spectrum disorder, such as fragile X syndrome, Angelman syndrome, and tuberous sclerosis complex. Basic science and clinical pearl. A comorbid genetic disorder is more likely when autism spectrum disorder is associated with global developmental delay or intellectual disability. Testing for fragile X syndrome is indicated in all children with autism spectrum disorder. Metabolic testing should be considered with symptoms that suggest an inborn error of metabolism, such as lethargy, hypotonia, recurrent vomiting and dehydration, early seizures, dysmorphic features, intellectual disability, and or developmental regression. Neuroimaging and electroencephalograms are considered when the history and or physical exam are suggestive of an intracranial abnormality. What interventions are available to children with autism spectrum disorder? Children with autism spectrum disorder should participate in therapeutic programs as early as possible. Successful programs should be individualized, involve the family, and be administered with sufficient intensity. Programs use strategies based on behavioral modification, targeting of relationship-based skills, or both. They are supported by interventions specific to communication, social skills, and specific maladaptive behaviors such as sleep problems and self-injury. Returning to our case, early intervention services are started. An individualized treatment plan is made with contributions from members of the multidisciplinary treatment team, as well as the family, as further manifestations of autism spectrum disorder are seen. Beyond the pearls, most of what we know about intervention effectiveness for children with autism spectrum disorder comes from studies of preschool and elementary school-aged children. For children under three years of age, the general program for early intervention services is recommended. Children with autism spectrum disorders are prone to develop other medical problems such as epilepsy, sleep disturbances, nutritional disturbances due to idiosyncratic food preferences, uh, or implementation of alternative diets and supplements, gastrointestinal disturbances such as constipation and reflux, and maladaptive behaviors such as self-injury, elopement, and pica. Medications do not change the core symptoms of autism spectrum disorder. However, many children and adolescents with autism spectrum disorder have comorbid disorders such as attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, anxiety disorders, and or depressive disorders. And some children and adolescents with autism spectrum disorder can be prone to aggression and self-injurious behaviors. When behavioral interventions have not succeeded or are not feasible, it may be appropriate to use psychotropic medications to treat these comorbid conditions. The role of the primary care physicians includes evaluation of developmental and behavioral concerns, referral is indicated for diagnostic evaluation and intervention services, and supervision of medical management in conjunction with specialists. Although there is no cure for children with autism spectrum disorder, early identification and services for the child and family can optimize function and adaptation. That concludes this chapter from Beyond the Pearls. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Pearls podcast from Inside the Boards. This podcast is executive produced by Christopher Brightigan and Dr. Patrick Beeman. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not medical advice. Ars longa, vita brevis.